1: Diana Rossini had a great quote on the athletic football show about Mike Vrabel and why he was shut out in this coaching hire. I'm just going to read the whole thing because it is manna from heaven. We got, we had something uh, to say from Nathan's interview with us, but uh, Diana on Mike Vrabel quote, I don't think there was a fit for him. I don't think he sat in front of any owner who thought that his style was going to work for what they were looking for. I had a GM at the senior bowl who mentioned to me Vrabel's physical build that he's a very large human being and he can be very intimidating to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions. And that is a factor. Anybody want any like window into toxic masculinity? If Mike Vrabel is too large of a human to have in your organization and Mike does, he's got the kind of crazy football guy. Like he is oddly intimidating or sorry, oddly intense, not intimidating. And that can be intimidating but, like, Mike Vrabel's a pretty damn good head coach. If you're worried about him intimidating you, you got to be some kind of soft. Like, I don't even throw that around a lot, but the idea that that, that NFL owners look at Mike Vrabel and are like, he's a very large human being. Dude, I, I guess Andy Reid must just be the most uh, disarming human being on the planet. Andy Reid, large fella. Like, Mike Tice uh, used to be Minnesota's coach for, for a minute. Mike Tyson was like six foot eight, 300 pounds. Pretty intimidating. It's okay. Large people can be unintimidating. I just love the idea that that's not why Mike, like, Washington was like, well, Dan Quinn's like 6'1, 230. Me not scared of him is bad. Man, Dan Campbell better never lose his job. I know, right? Like, Dan Campbell opened up his press conference. You know what? Detroit's going to win a Super Bowl because Detroit has no fear of kneecap biting. Dan Campbell's like six foot five, 260 pounds. He could have been a left tackle. Like you ever seen that dude's hands? They're gigantic. But that's because Detroit has shown they're not afraid of very large men or very large people. Detroit's gonna win a Super Bowl. Think about it. Dan Campbell winning a lot. Andy Reid. The future's for fatties, as far as I'm concerned. Dan Campbell is not fat. But I'm I, you get what I'm saying. That is just the best answer. Think about that. Like, uh, hey, uh, Hey, Josh Harris, why don't you hire uh, Mike Vrabel? Why don't you hire the more established former head coach instead of Dan Quinn? Well, we got in a room with uh, Mike Vrabel, and uh, he's a very large human being. Say that one out loud. They they wouldn't say it, by the way. They'd be like, ah, we just felt this guy was more in line with our cultural values and what we wanted because he doesn't scare you. That's the the (laughs) subtext of that. Good Lord. Nathan Zagura. Brown's analyst was just with us. Um, I suddenly realized where I've gone nowhere in my life is I'm just too big of a guy. That's what it is. That's why I'm not the 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 CEO of Quicken Loans right now, or Rocket Mortgage is what they're called now. Um, it's because it, I don't get their name right and because I'm just too intimidating. That's what it is. I could be president of the United States now if I just wasn't six foot four and built like a, bri- a brick, you know what? Ah, Lord, you cursed me with this. Strong jawline and gigantic shoulders. Me and Mike Vrabel and Andy Reid, Dan Campbell, and I don't know, good amount of good coaches. Now, Nathan was with us, and uh, here's one of the things Nathan had to say in his last bit with us.
0: In my mind, it is a field-stretching wide receiver. It Doesn't necessarily have to be a, the number one, but for example, even if it's a guy like Gabe Davis, who knows Ken Dorsey, knows his system, has been one of the best vertical receivers in the NFL, gives size that we don't have in our room. You know that would be great. I think that that's from an offensive standpoint, that's the number one thing to me. And then defensively, whether it's Zedarius coming back or you go and you bring somebody else in, I think getting you know another. We still haven't seen that other pass rusher opposite Miles get to you know the double-digit sacks. Clowney got close at nine, but I think having that second guy would be a big, big thing.
1: So I really like the way he put that because I actually agree 100% with Nathan about the the Browns' biggest offseason need. You know, lost in the T. Higgins conversation, and listen, if you could get T. Higgins, that'd be great. I am assuming he's going to be franchise tagged, and the question will be whether he has an exclusive tag or non-exclusive tag. If he's non-exclusive tagged then there's a uh the ability to 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 basically sign and trade for him as nathan put it in his um interview it's very unlikely the bengal's would would gift wrap uh, a team that has beat the brakes off them for the most part in the last 4 years the the cleveland browns uh potential number 1 wide receiver a- and also when you do that um other teams are going to be able to offer one or multiple first round picks in a sign-and-trade for T. Higgins. But I think what Nathan got most right, it, listen, if you could get a number one tomorrow, if one fell in your lap, you'd take it if you're the Cleveland Browns. Everyone would take it, right? Um, Philadelphia had Smith, and they they still went out and traded a first-round pick for A.J. Brown. Um, Miami had Jalen Waddell. They still went out and gave a first-round pick for Tyreek Hill. So if you can get it, that's great. But they are not in in gigantic supply, so the idea of, man, if we could just find somebody that can hit home runs, I think that is, like, to me, I want one of two things. I want either a speedy gadget player, a la like a Curtis Samuel from Ohio State who's been in Washington the last couple of years, a guy who does have injury concerns which drives down his value, but when he's healthy, the man can hit a home run from any spot on the field. And the, the Browns tried to make Elijah more into that this year. It did not work. I thought Elijah's best football was when Elijah played wide receiver. So the best way you can maximize Elijah's, like your third wide receiver, by the way, is getting somebody else out there with speed. Like Kansas City guys, they don't really have a good wide receiver core, but from Kadarius Toney to Rice to uh, Valdez Scantling, I forgot at least two other guys that are in that mix who are also like basically the exact same guy, they have a buttload of speed. And that speed just put puts pressure on opposing defenses, no matter whether those guys are as good as Tyreek Hill or not. So like he mentioned Gabe Davis and three or two years ago, I thought Gabe Davis was going to be like elite level wide receiver because where he was going with his playmaking was to another level. The thing I like about the idea of Gabe Davis is that's a guy who's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. That's a guy who the perception is now negative because he didn't turn into that guy I was just saying. And that's a guy who does have experience with Ken Dorsey. And so one of the biggest risks you take in free agency is you don't really know these guys. And so there's a significant risk in not knowing who you're bringing in and how they fit in the locker room. Ken Dorsey should know whether Gabe Davis is a good signing or not here. So if he endorses it, I feel comfortable with it. But I I think what's in I think when it comes to the offense, we're going to overcomplicate what the Browns need. We're oh we just need a number one wide receiver. If you can get it, that's great. Give me a speed guy that can be what Marquise Goodwin was supposed to be this year, opposite of Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper, because more speed's going to put more. I mean, look at what Baltimore did. Baltimore's offense at its best. Yes, they had Zay Flowers. Yes, OBJ. When he wasn't, you know, getting randomly hurt uh, walking, OBJ was a guy whose speed put pressure on opposing uh, offense or opposing defenses. But like, they they were at their best when you threw in a guy like Keaton Mitchell out of the backfield, who was another kid that ran like a four-two. So more speed, please. Yes, and thank you. I also think you could use some speed on the defensive side of the ball. I think it would make sense in your the middle of your defense. I think I think one of the biggest decisions they're going to have to make is on the defensive, or on the the middle linebacker spot, and whether continue to bring back like an Anthony Walker, but it was also what it, it it made me pretty happy to hear Nathan say, "Go find another great pass rusher." Now he he focused on edge rusher, just if you get one more guy, sorry, one guy, one because Miles is the first guy, but it's another uh, defensive lineman. That can get 10 plus sacks, I think you would see that defense next year take an, an, an even second step, that another higher gear than what they had this year with Jim Schwartz. 216 474
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Nathan Zagura said speed wide receiver downfield playmaking threat as the biggest need on offense and another high-level edge rusher on defense. Where do you think the Browns' needs start this offseason? And is there a number one need? Because I don't think it's the same as the kind of needs you had last year, Joe. Welcome to the show, Joe. What you got for us, buddy?
2: Dude, they do need a. Uh, I think you said butt full of speed. Not sure what size butt full they need, but they definitely need speed on the defense. Because I'll tell you what, Texas smoked them, and I didn't understand maybe they were partying the night before hard, but like that's where like that's where the speed was missing to me, you know. And I watched how aggressive. A lot of guys on Baltimore are quick like that, too, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we were missing Delpit because he has that instinct that he just jumps as soon as, you know, the ball's hooked. Everybody else was in slow motion, it seemed like. So that was, I mean, that tight end, come on. Runs 80 yards for a touchdown. On a, come on, that was bad. we watching the linebacker chase him. I agree. So, yeah. I agree with you, there. An Offense always wants speed, but, I mean, can you catch the ball? Can you run around? All that good stuff like that, and you know? But that defense part, that's huge for us, I think, right there. Not so much on the line. I, I agree with the other pass rusher just to help Miles out. Man. I'm tired of him getting beat up like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think – and, Joe, I appreciate the call, buddy. I think, I think kind of the lost part of why Miles has worn down at the end of the seasons is defenses have just been able to clue on him too much. When you're able to throw two two blockers and one or two chips at Miles on every play – there's not a human being on the planet that can can withstand that kind of punishment. And because of the shoulder, I think you saw in the second half of the season or the last last five, six games, they also started moving him around less, which I think only allowed defenses to clue in and get shots on him. And, I mean, you just you got to find a way. And I think long-term, I think the way that Jim Schwartz likes to mix up his rotations at edge is going to keep Miles fresh. I think that's good. But I think having another person out there, I mean, I, I think the greatest thing to ever happen to T.J. Watt is Alex Highsmith. And I, those are linebacker edge rushers versus hand-in-the-dirt edge rushers or guys who can do both. But, like, Alex Highsmith means you can't just overcommit attention to T.J. Watt and and beat him up the way you can, like Miles, in this defense. They've had a bunch of nice players, even, even Jadavian at his best. Really nice player. Man, if you could get somebody that is, I mean, we're talking Pro Bowl level, pass rusher, that'd be huge for Miles.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds?